0: The Gen Gabe, and Chewy podcast is sponsored by Celsius Energy Drink, and I am here to tell you it makes a huge difference in my mornings. With a unique blend of essential energy and key vitamins, Celsius is your partner to an active lifestyle. My favorite, the Peach Vibe. Learn more at Celsius.com and pick up Celsius Energy Drinks today. It wasn't just Super Bowl Sunday. It was New House Sunday for our guy Gabe Neitzel so Gabe you did a little move this weekend
1: yeah moved over moved over all our big stuff uh on Saturday and then you know kind of officially I think it kicked off you know our friends from Steinhoffel is very helpful for me and my wife we had gotten a new bed through them for the new bedroom and that was all delivered yesterday so we're you know still in the process of settling obviously but yeah, got to spend uh, Saturday night in the new house, and you know, my my kind of goal after we had closed on it the previous Friday was like, you know, it would be cool if we watched the Super Bowl here, and we were able to kind of accomplish that goal. But I had a question for you guys because I, I think I may have screwed up, and I may owe our friends from Steinhoffels an
0: apology, and/or
1: may owe some people some money. Well,
0: just so you know, I'm listening much more intently now that you said I may have screwed up because <laughs> Gabe doesn't screw up, guys. No. Right? Like, yeah. <laughs> I think of all of us. Gabe's got the best track record of not screwing up. So if he wants to admit that maybe he errored or misstepped, I'm all ears, Gabe. So we had
1: movers take all of our big stuff over on Saturday. Hired a moving company, that whole thing, and we tipped them. Like I think that was a part of the protocol. First time I had ever actually used movers. Like you Travis know.
0: Kelsey tipped Andy Reid?
1: Uh, huh. No, he, oh, no, Oh,
0: different no, Different, different.
2: I don't think you're tipping him over.
0: Yeah, got a little uneasy. Got a little yeah, weeble wobble, <laughs> but right. they don't fall down. Anyway, the other tip. So we
1: we, we tipped them. You know, kind of knew the protocol there because we had a friend that used to you know actually work for that same company that we had. We ended up using, but then on Sunday, I didn't even think about it because the, the Steinhoffels, the two kids in the truck showed you know showed up. And, you know, hey, where where do you want us to put this stuff? Oh, it's going to be up in this room. So I take them upstairs, show them the room. All right. And then I just kind of let them do their thing because, I mean, we've got boxes everywhere. So, you know, while they're upstairs, I'm down in the kitchen doing whatever, kind of unpacking some different boxes. Next thing I know, okay, well, we got it all up there. We're good to go. Okay, thanks. You know, signed a couple things. Then they walk out and I, I turn to my wife and I go, wait, were we supposed to tip them? Were we supposed to tip the Steinhoffel's delivery people yeah. who brought our bed yesterday?
0: Mm-hmm. So I messed that up. Wait a minute. Tighter than two coats over here is telling yeah. you uh, to spend money. Yeah, I,
1: that's that's how I know I really bleeped yeah, up. Like, I, didn't, I didn't just
0: mess up. If he's telling me I should have tipped, like... You tip them, right? You t- uh, maybe, yes, probably. I gotta tell you, the tipping thing really messes me up. Because one, I'm very conscious of being a public figure, which you probably are on some level as Mm -hmm. well. We also have partnerships with Steinhoffels, so we want to make sure that we're treating our partners well. These two guys listen to the show.
1: Awesome. Mm. So that was one of the first things that they said when they walked
0: in. Well, then was, you should have for sure. Tipped them. <laughs> yeah.
3: Yeah. yeah, they ain't
2: listening anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Gabe.
3: Yeah. little stiff nights all over yeah. here. Well, <laughs> yeah. well,
1: that's the thing. I don't want that reputation, Josh. You yeah. stiff
0: all right. Well, let me ask you this. Not the nickname. Well, hold on. Let me look this. <laughs> <it.
2: laughs> do, do we all agree that yes, you should have tipped them? Yeah, Joshy.
3: Yes. Yep. All right. Okay. So
2: we had all our doors replaced in. Uh, the Florida house mm-hmm. and the owner of the company is one of the guys that were switching out the doors and putting new ones in. Okay. So I didn't tip him.
0: Because he's the owner. Yes. You figure he's got enough money.
2: Is that Right. <laughs>
0: No, because if you're tipping for the service, it doesn't matter who's doing the service, whether it's a kid from Steinhoffels or whether it's the owner uh, of the I, company. But so Where, think it does. Where's,
1: where's the line of demarcation there? I, because
0: you're not tipping your plumber or your
1: electrician. Yes.
0: Listen, I am this this is one of those things that terrifies me. In fact, when I went to the Third Street Market right out here, was hanging out this weekend, which by the way. National Marquette Day on Saturday, oh, I'm sure third street market was absolutely a scene. So, you know, good for everybody out there who was raking it in this weekend as it was bumping. But they flipped that little screen around, guys. They flipped that screen around and I panic every single time because it's like 20 percent, 25 percent, 30 percent, which, by the way, come on. 30% yeah, yeah. really they're just hoping somebody errantly hits the 30 before they sign their name on that screen what?
1: you know that's so, a true generous. shoot shoot for the moon you know fall amongst <laughs> the stars
0: I always now because I used to panic and stand there and then of course the longer that the seconds tick by the person's watching you and now they know that you're having an existential crisis about the tipping thing
2: what? that's why you pay in
0: cash so you don't have to. Tip. They don't take it's, cash. I do that. There.
1: Yeah, this is this it's is a, really a cashless facility. Yeah.
0: Facility right behind me here. A lot of places. I went to a restaurant yesterday. Same thing on the door. Cashless. Only use your phone or your card. But I digress. I've gotten to the point where now I will always tip a dollar or two, no matter what. Can I get a water? Yeah, tip a dollar. Can I get a? Uh, we. J- I just need a couple. A slice of pizza, two dollars every single time, because I don't want to get in that anxiety space where I'm like, ah, I don't know what to do here.
3: But so what if you're ordering carryout? Somebody still made it, prepared it.
2: That's not how it worked in the past. Yeah, Agreed. but if you are, but World's if different. I mean,
1: yeah. Well, so I've I I actually thought about tipping as well because I went to the Bucks game on Thursday and my wife and I because you can just order from the app or whatever and then it's sitting there waiting for you. We just got Chick Fil A, but it, obviously when you're ordering off the app, it's asking do you want to tip. Like if I were to go through the drive thru at Chick Fil A, I'm not tipping, but. I tipped here, mm-hmm. still messed up my order, but I tipped there. <laughs> Make sure you get that in there. <laughs> so I mean, you're missing a fry. You, you know, you're kind of hungry of A lot at the end of, of the places day. have
0: gone to electronic tipping only when I go get my nails done, whether it's a pedicure or a manicure. A lot of the places were saying, oh, we don't take, um, they only take cash. Yeah. Over. Excuse yeah, me. They yeah. only take cash. You can't put it on your card because, of course, they don't want to claim the tips. But- if you didn't have a Venmo option, a lot of times you ended up getting stiffed because nobody's carrying cash. Which, by the way, Gabe, is what I was thinking yeah, with your Steinhoffels guys. guys. You got cash in your pocket? Like, did you yeah. have a 20 in your pocket or a 10 in your pocket? Yeah,
2: I've, I've got cash. But now they Venmo, right? But could
0: would you have Venmoed the guys?
2: No, I,
1: probably, I, I, I had cash. My jacket was, like, hanging up, and that's where my, my wallet mm-hmm. was sitting in my jacket. So, like, it just all happened so fast because I didn't expect them to be able to get... The whole bed frame and bed up there, I mean, they were very efficient. So I'm saying, I've told him. you
0: guys this before about like Nick Saban, right? And we talk about efficiency and brain power and bandwidth and all of those things. So Nick Saban famously wears like some variation of the same thing every day so that he doesn't devote any brain power toward what am I going to wear today? That's essentially what I have now done with the tipping process, with the kiosks and the screens. I have taken the decision out of my hand by universally now tipping a dollar or two. I guess you should say, well, well do you do a dollar or do you do two? There's a decision. Point is, I tip across the board now. And Joshie, I know you're like me where it's like, I don't want to have to think about it. I'm tipping. Yeah. And it's
3: not even so much the indecision to me. I often consider myself it's $4. I can afford this. I'm at a spot here where if that, I don't want the reputation of that guy stiffed me for a reason why I think I should be
0: tipped. Oh, Brit- Brittany Mahomes.
3: Yeah. So in like, I don't want anyone to ever think I'm that type of person because I like to think of myself as generous and I, I've worked in service industry places before. So it's like, you don't, you understand how much that job can suck. But
0: she- but Chewy, yeah, I turned my microphone Jeez. off today. I know, honestly. Can you can you figure it out? Hey-o. Chewy. Yes. You have also said that you still believe tips are are supposed to be rewards for good service.
2: Well, that's what it stands for. What do you Tip think it stands for? Tips to ensure promptness. I wh- the I it was proper prompt service. service prompt uh, service? Prompt I service. We like definitely like, have talked like about the this hour wait for my wine in Florida at that restaurant. Not getting
0: 20%. I'm telling you, there are people out there that would tip 20% regardless of service. Sorry.
2: And then I just won't go back. I won't go back there again. You know? uh,
3: The acronym's a myth. That was something invented after. What is it? There is no acronym for it. It's tip, it just means
0: to tip. But what do people think it is? Because we have a bunch of words here. Oh, to
3: ensure promptness is. There's two of them.
2: But where's the line? Like Gabe said, electrician, HVAC. Uh, the guy that cut in my grass. I have uh, the never guy that plows my a driveway. Service
0: person. I have never tipped a plumber. I have never tipped an HVAC guy. When we had we've had furnaces installed recently. We had an air conditioning installed. We had the roofers come out and redo our roof. I mean, that's an ex- those are expensive projects. Period. I assume that most of those guys belong to a union. I assume they're making a pretty good.
1: So basically, uh, it's if, if you Chunk- do not need to be certified for it, because, you, have, you know, in order to do plumbing work, there's a certification yeah. process, electrician certification process. You're not tipping the people who are certified, but because, you know, the, the two kids that came in and delivered the mattress yesterday, you don't need. I mean, I'm sure Steinhoffels has some sort of training program, but yeah. I do not believe there's any sort of national certification you need to deliver things.
3: That's those are the people you tip. Is that where we're landing? I think it's probably mostly, like, entry-level stuff. But I also think, like, if your plumber comes in and does above and beyond and works really hard or tosses you something for free that typically, like, would charge, I think that's fair to be like, hey... Like, or, or like the cable guy, if they do something, you know, you've been wrestling with your internet and someone finally figures out. But
0: isn't that their job? And again, I'm not trying to diminish what they're doing, but like, isn't their job literally to come in and fix the internet? Well, so
1: is that a different thing with, especially with like a plumber, electrician, etc.? because you're getting billed later. Like I had already paid for this. I knew the cost of this thing. We've already bought it. Yeah. Whereas like the electrician, the plumber, those other people... Like, you got to go back, they got to work up the estimate, and then you get billed for it because they're not leaving the house going, oh, 100%, this is what this Can costs. Can we get
0: some service people to call in and talk to us about this? 800-990-3776. If you are a plumber or a uh, HVAC guy or a cable guy or something like that, you're coming into the home. I don't know if that is the line of demarcation, but it feels like we're landing somewhere on the, I just assume, again, if you're unionized, you're getting a decent day's wage, mm-hmm. and that's all kind of baked in the cake. Right, I'm paying some portion of that for the labor costs that show up on my on my bill, right? Am I wrong? Tell me if I'm wrong.
3: No, I think I think it's 100% income level or hourly wages is considered here, you know. If I got some master plumber coming in who just does a standard unclogging on my toilet, it's like, yeah, you're going to charge me what you're worth. That's this whole process. But I do think you can. If you want to, in a situation tip somebody and they're not going to be insulted by it. It's like an extra thank you. I also
0: have certain things where I go and get services done, like to my face and stuff, facials, and I'm not allowed to tip. Like every time I try mm-hmm. to throw them a twenty dollar or whatever it is, they say, oh no, we can't accept tips. Okay, well, I'll stick that back in my pocket. What kind pocket. of rules is that? I don't know. I'm just
1: telling you. No, I'm just saying. Say, like I'm not saying like this this place that's like, oh, by the way, if you're an employee, you can accept tips here. What kind of what are you, who are you telling these so people I can't make more, you more money? You want to
0: hand it to them like Italian Mafia style, yeah. like fold it mean, up into my hand. I'm just and, saying,
1: if you want to give extra money, who is this company to turn down your money? That's a very
0: money? good point. Joe weighing in on our Twitter account saying tipping is out of control. If I pick up a pizza at your place, I'm not leaving a tip. I have thought that as well. We got a pizza spot too, and I'm sure you guys have this as well. Mm-hmm. In our town, we go to almost every Friday night, grab a pie. Uh, occasionally, I'll, drop a t- I'll put two bucks on there, you know, but... I picked it up. I walked in and picked it up. Eight hundred nine nine zero thirty seven seventy six. Let's go out to George and Lac. George, you're on with Jen, Gabe, and Chewy. Your policy on tipping, sir?
2: Yeah, like so. I used to do roofing for a long time, and uh, we always appreciated whenever we get the tip, but it would go to our boss, unfortunately.
0: Really? What? <laughs> How did this it happen? How did it? It like...
2: would go through our boss and then get handed down to us.
0: Wait a minute. So you're the middleman. You're handing the tip over and then he's giving it back to you or at least a portion of it?
2: Well, the homeowner would give it to the boss and then we'd get like the percentage. So we don't actually know if we got like the full amount or what
3: would happen. What? Oh, I'm, I think that what he's saying here is basically the person the customer dealing with would give that to that person. And yeah, then on the it bill. got you just it was scouts honor. basically. Yeah, there's
2: just a, I mean, like the guy that pumps crap right
3: do you tip the oh, septic tank guy <laughs> am i right he's there once He
2: had a porta body but
3: <laughs> <laughs> thanks
0: for the call george appreciate you uh let's see bill weighing in on our youtube page remember you can always stream the jen gabe and chewy show on youtube on our espn milwaukee youtube account he says 20 percent tip required good service start at 10 percent, depending on the service it goes up or down <laughs> So he's saying he starts at 10 and then goes up or down. I can't even imagine leaving anything less than a 20% tip at this point. But again, perhaps I am influenced by the fact that I worry that they may know me and then they may. You know, I mentioned Brittany Mahomes in passing earlier. There's a story out there now about how Brittany Mahomes stiffed a serving crew you know, a couple years ago and, you know, as she has gotten more fame and as the chiefs have been in the spotlight and she's been hanging out with Taylor Swift, all of a sudden this story comes back out about how she's a horrible tipper and she treats service people poorly. Like, yes, that stuff can happen. Uh, 800-990-3776. Gratuity is a form of wage suppression. Why should I fill in the gaps? Because a company doesn't want to pay their people yeah. what they should. Okay. It-
3: you could say that, but you're also wrong because all you're doing is now suppressing their wages. Yes, it's wrong that that's the expectation, but you, on your solo man trip to to stop wage suppression, is just screwing somebody working really damn hard.
1: <laughs> I gotta I gotta text my guy Chad over at Steinhoffel's. I gotta figure out a way to make this right. <laughs> I was gonna say I'm
2: sure they can. When's Valentine's out. Day?
1: Why? You think you should give him a chocolate heart?
0: <laughs> what are we talking about here? I was, I was
1: just going to flip the guys a 20 apiece. You tip like... the flower guy. You know?
0: Oh, no. Although no. they
2: said you shouldn't get flowers because it's bad for the world? <laughs>
0: You want to vet this one a little, or you want to just leave it as is? You know what? I think you should sit the rest of this one out, big
1: guy. Let's just, we'll tell
2: us about the Q Club before sitting out. Alrighty. Hey, you want to make it a special Valentine's Day? Go to the Q Club of Wisconsin. It's the perfect place to catch a game, play some games, and grab a drink. Bocce court, dartboards, foosball tables, and of course, pool tables, 10 of them. Plus, the Q Club of Wisconsin has its best fish fries on Wednesday and Friday's nights, and you know they just pile it high. Check out the live music on Saturday and stop in for brunch every weekend starting at 9 a.m. It's all happening at the Q Club of Wisconsin on North Grandview Boulevard in Waukesha. Visit QClubWI.com or like them on Facebook. This is Jen, Gabe, and Chewy. So overrated. Come on, his head is a pumpkin. Yeah, he's so right. <laughs> Chewy's never been more right Ed about anything. Ed Chewy
4: was right. <laughs> Holy <laughs> f- Chewy oh
3: was right. God.
4: Yeah.
2: Imagine Ooh. the helmet on that dome. <laughs> <laughs> it would be the first eight and a half size helmet. <laughs> it's just a... What the- On 94.5 ESPN.
0: No big surprise. Lots of reaction rolling in on Gabe's tip situation. He had some delivery men. Was it your bed? They were delivering the bed? Yeah,
1: delivering the bed, you know, the the mattress, the box spring. So it's a big item. That's the other thing, too, right?
0: Uh It's not like just rolling in a a chair and being like, all right, deuces. Um, And he did not tip them, and he's feeling bad about it today, and we're trying to figure out what the line of demarcation is on people you tip. Look, you could do what I do, which is blanket- Again, not everything, but when I go out to a restaurant, to a spot, you know, where they flip the screen around, we've all been there, and it says tips, 20%, 25%, 30%, custom tip, custom tip, $1, custom tip, $2. Again, because for the most part, they're grabbing the food from wherever they've got it stored, spinning it around, and handing it to me. It's it's not a huge, but I guess maybe are you tipping on them having made it previously? Like, does that all factor in? I mean, sometimes they're
1: not the people that make it, but they're still I guess serving it to you. I, I don't know. Let me get to some of the reactions. I don't
0: know. Um Tyler Wing in saying tipping when a fast food restaurant has a tip option on the point of sale machine, that is crazy. They are just putting food in a bag. Carl Wing in saying, does the person make less than minimum wage? Then tip them. Also, Chewy, why did you blame the server when your wine took that long? Couldn't it have been a couldn't it have been the bar or the manager's fault for not having it stocked or ready to go for the server?
2: No, she said
3: she forgot. <laughs> That's why. I was, was gonna <laughs> say pretty, pretty straightforward. <laughs> when you buy a bottle of wine, you kind of just go grab it.
0: You know what's crazy though? Like I've been a server, right? If somebody's having wine at dinner, You're going to wine and dine them because they're already spending more than the average Mm -hmm. two top or four top or whatever it is just by adding in that bottle of wine. And I know Chu, he doesn't drink cheap wine.
3: Mm, He
2: doesn't just drink drink one. (laughs) I was about to say, he doesn't (laughs) just drink a little wine either.
0: (laughs) Big mistake. As Julia Roberts said all those years ago in Pretty Woman, big mistake. Big. (laughs) Huge. Let's go out to Catherine in Milwaukee. She's waiting patiently on the line. Catherine, you're on with Jen, Gabe, and Chewy. What is your tip philosophy?
5: Well, I have two points from different perspectives. One is I manage a um, banquet facility, and we pay our people, um, even our bus people, above minimum wage. So we're at, and and this is the cost of your meal, by the way, (laughs) and the cost of our services is included because we don't pay, you know, servers. A quarter or a fraction of what minimum wage is. We're now paying double and sometimes triple what minimum wage is just to keep staff. But when we get tips, we don't know what to do with them. We would prefer people didn't tip because do you do you just take the tip for the waitresses or the, the waiters. What about the bus people? What about the prep kitchen? All of your, all of what you think of in terms of, God, that was great. I love this. I should tip. They're working so hard. It's not the person just delivering the food. So when we get tips, we keep them. We try to divide them up, you know, amongst everybody who's working. That doesn't work because maybe somebody left early. So we get all these dilemmas. We keep them, we divide them up at Christmas. We're like, hey, just don't tip. And, you know, we belong, I belong to a a club that says no tipping. Part of that reason is you get preferential treatment if you're a good tipper. And everybody who Ooh. comes there, they feel you're already paying a membership fee. Everybody should get the same kind mm-hmm. of service, not just the guy who can tip the best. I
0: kind of like, so that, I like philosophy. that
5: philosophy. Yeah. I hate when people leave tips for my staff. So do my staff because they all feel cheated if they feel like they don't, if they pick up the tip, they feel like they should get it. Everybody else is like, "Hey, I've been working like a dog over here. Where's my portion of mm-hmm. the tip?" Well, and so to
0: your point, that, Catherine, you're dividing it up amongst dozens of people. So, what are we talking here?
5: A couple quarters? It, it, you know, at some point, right? It becomes well, you so minuscule. I mean, in a whole, yeah, in a whole night, you know, our bartenders take the tips because we know that they're tipping for the bar. So, our bartenders actually make less than our service people, and they make out on the bar tips. So they're clamoring for the bar activity, but they're also a little specialty trained. So anyway, that's my thought about from a perspective of gosh, I wish you wouldn't leave tips. It just makes everybody feel bad. People should pay the people who come to work a fair wage, and even our high school kids who work make fifteen dollars an hour now. So I don't want people to tip at my business. The other thing is when you, when I call service people and I'm I just paid a thousand dollars have my garage door repaired. You know, um, he had to replace the garage door. The garage door opener, not a new garage door, just the opener, over a thousand dollars. What am I tipping on this guy? You know, he's an independent contractor. Am I tipping him for that? But right. it was a really hot day. It was a really hot day, and I said, "Hey, buddy, can can I get you some fresh made lemonade or an iced tea or something? Come out of the come out of the sun. Sit in the shade a minute. Oh, do you think he appreciated that more? The genuine kindness, I think. Mm-hmm. I think of tipping in other ways than just money. I think we ought to be genuinely kind to people. And I said, hey, it's, it's hot. Come, come come get out of that heat. You know, come sit down a minute. Can I, can I get you? I some, you know, got some fresh cookies and some lemonade. Can I do that for you?
0: Catherine, we appreciate the call. Thanks for hanging out with us. Uh, Great to have that perspective on Jen, Gabe, and Chewy. Lots of reaction rolling in, though, guys. Uh, And we will get to that as the show goes on. But first, we got to get to Rob Domofsky. He is coming up next here on Jen, Gabe, and Chewy. And, guys, I'm hoping that some of you were smart enough to spend at least a portion of your weekend at Pottawatomie Casino and Hotel. Because, you know, you could wager on the big game. Maybe walk out of there with a little more cash than you had walking in. There's a table waiting for you at 12 bars and restaurants. There's a winning seat at 40 table games. 3,000 slot machines plus the thrill of bingo full service sports betting and so much more if you are ready to spark something new you can light up your senses at Pottawatomie Casino Hotel Pottawatomie Casino Hotel one of my favorite spots in all of downtown Milwaukee explore more at PaysBig.com PaysBig.com Rob Domofsky coming up next on Jen Gabin
4: ESPN's number one source for green and gold information what's the biggest mistake that new quarterbacks
2: make? turnovers and he hasn't had it.
4: And mating rituals. The Shedd Aquarium in Chicago was one of my favorite school films. <laughs> and I believe there were dolphins there, but they left that out.
2: Our most musically inclined and bald guest.
4: Wow, well, I'm a little, it's only
2: love. It's only love. It's Rob Domofsky on Gin, Game & Chewy. It's only love.
0: We get a little Packers fix in with our buddy Rob Domofsky. Rob how was your weekend? It was great Jen how about you? We were just talking about how unproductive most people are the day after the Super Bowl it said that productivity is down what was it like 60% something outrageous uh, and how most people will call in sick 18.8 million Americans may miss work on Monday after the Super Bowl it sounds like you're planning on punching the clock though huh buddy?
4: Well, we'll see. So, there is, huh. so in my opinion, there are like three sports vacation days that you should get, right? Like um, if you're from work, you should get the day after the Super Bowl. You should get the uh, – well, I guess these are, these are two-day things. You should get the Thursday and Friday of the Masters and the Thursday and Friday of the NCAA tournament. Like those – no one should work those days.
2: What about opening be- day?
4: Yeah, I, okay, opening day too. Yep. I, as Let's long just as, as keep long as, going. <laughs> as long as your team is 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 playing in the afternoon, not opening day. If it's a night game, then I, I have a hard time giving you the day off. Well, uh, the you, gotta, day. you
1: gotta tailgate the entire day, Rob. Like you gotta get out there, you gotta be out there early. I gotta if, if they're playing at seven o'clock at night, you know, the, the party probably starts at noon or one. You can't drink all day you unless you start last. in the
4: morning. Game, you know what the last opening day I've been to? It was the last opening day at County Stadium. That's the last time I was out. Oh,
0: wow. Also, shout out to the Brewers, who yesterday, as soon as that game went final pushed a visual, pushed a graphic out on social media saying, let us be the first to tell you it's baseball season. So yeah. way to capitalize on that moment, Milwaukee Brewers. So let's talk about the defensive staff really quickly, because it sounds like everybody yeah. is in place. Give it a grade. Mm-hmm. I mean, again, it's all projecting. We don't know how yeah. all of this is going to work out, but if you had to grade the movement on the defensive side of the ball from the coaching positions, what do you think?
4: I'd give it a solid B, Jen. I think, um, look, I, <sighs> There's still a few probably, like, quality control or assistant position coaches to fill. But um, I I do like the fact that they retained a couple people, but not everybody. They brought in people from different places, um, including one, you know, Boston College guy. I I don't know that I could go big on college, um, you know, assistants or college coaches coming to the NFL. Chewy, I don't know if, like, when you – if you guys – I can't remember if you had any – um I, when you played here if there were any guys that came from college God, mike I sherman. Felt like,
2: yeah mike sherman like, came right, right from I always, yeah i
4: always felt like the college guys uh the mike's probably different because he's a little different personality it maybe had a little too much rah-rah in them mm-hmm. and nfl players maybe tune out a little bit um but um but but i think there's you know you having a couple is okay um and and i mean i just think that um, I like the fact that they tried something different. Um, I also do like the fact that they retained Ryan Downard, who I, I think, and I've been told, because I don't know how hard, it, I don't know how you tell from my outside looking in if a position coach is really good or not, other than how did his guys play. But I was told that Ryan Downard um, is one of those rising stars in the in the coaching business. Uh, and, and I think the fact that they kept him uh, is good. He was very popular among the the defensive backs. Well,
0: yeah, to clarify, he's handling safeties and defensive backs, just to make sure everybody's yeah. locked in on that.
2: Rob, uh, watching those two defenses last night, just from a talent standpoint, where yeah. would you put the Packers in regards to both of those defenses?
4: Not there. Not there uh, yet. Um, I, I, I thought two things that those teams did pretty well last night, and I have, this is just without looking at any stats or anything. It didn't seem like they missed a lot of tackles, and it seemed like they were fast and pursued. Um, that, that, that part of it was, to me, impressive. Um, you know, how many times did both quarterbacks have to get get out of the pocket? Mm-hmm. It seemed like a lot to me. Um, it, it seemed like those guys were under pressure quite a bit. Uh, I, I thought, um, now, now, Dre Greenlaw got hurt. Um, which why, How weird was that, by the way? Yeah. Uh, it's terrifying, right
1: Rob. That could happen to anybody. That yeah. was terrifying.
4: Yeah, um, but but how good and fast were those linebackers um, for, for both teams, <laughs> yes. really? Um, I just thought, I mean, you know, and that's getting back, Jen, to the original thing about the new staff. One of the things about them running a 4-3 base system, now I know we talked before, you don't run that much base, but having more linebackers, more off-the-ball linebackers on the field, um, I, I think could be a good thing if you can find guys that can run and mm-hmm. get downhill um, I, I think that's that's an exciting possibility.
1: Well, so one of those guys we thought when they drafted could run and get downhill and be this athletic freak was Quay Walker. And his yeah. first two years, I think there was some excitement after his rookie year. This past year, he was pretty—I mean, to me, he was just about every other Packers inside linebacker that they've had yeah. over the last decade. Eh, it's okay. Do, you, do we think right. this new coaching staff can unlock some of the athleticism that he showed at the Combine and in college football? I do
0: want it on the record that I think that Quay Walker had a better year than Gabe did. I keep saying that I think that it was coaching and the coaching limited his ability to make big plays. But yes, I am hopeful that they will be able to get even more out of him in the upcoming seasons.
4: I'm, I'm with you, Gabe. I'm with you both of you in, in this regard. Um, I do think he's really talented, Jen. But Gabe, I do agree that I think he was better as a rookie than he was um, this past year. Uh, I do think he's one of the guys that if you're looking at, if you're coming in as a new defensive staff and you're looking at where do we start on defense? I think I remember telling you guys um, a couple weeks ago that when Dom Capers came in and they went from four, three to three, four, somebody told me that the two most important positions were nose tackle and edge rusher in a three, four. Well, in a four, three, the inside linebackers, the off-the-ball linebackers might be the most important guys. And I think if you're looking at it, if you're the staff and you're looking at, who do we build this thing around? I think Quay Walker is a darn good place to start. And giving him, you know, I don't want to use the word freedom because that implies that he kind of freelances and goes off script. But I think giving him more responsibility, um, giving him more um, opportunity to make plays could be a really good thing for this defense because from an athletic standpoint – I mean, if you're if you're just starting to list one through twenty five or however many there are on defense, I mean, if Quay Walker is not number one, I'm not sure who is.
2: How big is he? Quay, he's
4: yeah.
0: sixty really? four. Is that he, what you're he, asking, Quay? How yeah,
2: big is he? yeah. Because I don't I, think I, he's a, I don't think he's a runner though, Pete. I mean, he would probably go to the tight end. Because that backside guy is is that's that's the cleanup guy that's the guy that makes a lot of tackles uh, is he fast enough to maybe play on the weak side
1: yeah 64241 is what he's enlisted at by the way okay he
4: is. you know what like he's really lean like I mean you you look at him and he looks kind of like a tight end to me like yeah kind of like the running tight end um, um maybe he's a little probably thicker um but like if you put You know, if you put um, Tucker Craft and Luke Musgrave next to him, like in two years when Tucker Craft and Luke Musgrave have like two uh, years of NFL, like, you know, strength and building. Mm -hmm. I I think you could see similar body types.
0: Okay, Rob, we talked a little bit about the Super Bowl and the Chiefs, uh, you know, dynasty. I guess we're definitely using the D word there. Why do you think the Packers couldn't do what the Chiefs have been able to do when they had Aaron Rodgers under center?
4: That's a really good question. Um, I I think that, like, this is going to sound simple, but to win the Super Bowl, you have to get to the Super Bowl. And if you just go through all the opportunities that they had in championship games cuz i think they had enough. they had plenty of opportunities where they should have gotten to one maybe two at least more super bowls right i mean like we could just go through the the championship games 2014 certainly probably should have won that game 2019 uh 2020 like all those playoff losses uh the tampa w- which year was tampa 20? 20 2020 yeah the covid year i mean should have been in the Super Bowl there. Right. I mean, uh, you know, 2011 obviously didn't even make it out of the first playoff game, but, um, you, you, you have to put yourself in position to, to get there. And I just think like each one of those games, and I don't think there was one reason that, that they didn't do it. I just think individually there were opportunities that if you, if you had gotten by one or two more of those things, you'd be looking at it a little bit differently. Um, the other thing Jen and I've said this before, and and I, uh, it's really freaking hard to win the Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. It's really hard to get there. Um, I'll tell you this story real quick. Uh, Last time the Packers were playing the Saints with Rodgers and Breeze, so I don't know what year that would have been, 21, 20 or 21. Um, I think it was Breeze's last year. Uh, Our editors at ESPN.com got me and our Saints reporter together and wanted us to combine on a story about why Drew Breeze and Aaron Rodgers hadn't been to more Super Bowls, and we started. It was a Zoom call, and I started it by saying, "I'll tell you why they haven't been to more Super Bowls." And the guy leaned in; he was really interested in hearing. And I said, "Because it's really freaking hard to get to the Super Bowl." That's that was that was my answer. And I don't think we ended up doing the story. I can't remember if I talked him out of it or not.
1: We've talked a lot about the you know the defense, obviously new defensive coordinator, new coaching staff, a lot of room and opportunity for growth. What do you think offensively is the biggest thing they need to address this offseason?
4: Well, I think, and I don't know that this immediately helps them for the 2024 season, but they've got a draft and they've got to uh Aaron Jones successor. You have to, we saw how important Aaron Jones was to this football team in the final, what, six weeks of the season, last four regular season and playoff games. Uh, they, they have to like you, this this offense, and you saw it with Christian McCaffrey last night, this offense for for all the quarterback talk uh, must be built around the threat of a running game and, and an effective running game. And, and um, I mean, it's the same, right? It's the same offense, although I actually thought that, Watching San Francisco last night, I thought they used less motion than the Packers used this year, which I would a little surprised. surprised me a little bit. And you actually even heard Tony Romo a couple times last night saying, um, "You know, they should use motion here to figure out what what Kansas City's doing." And I didn't think they did it very much. But to me, you've got to do that. Um, I don't know, to, like, game. I, I can't sit here and say that they're that they're deficient or need any more weapons for next year. I, I really don't because if I mean, if you draft a tight end and a receiver. How who are they going to play? Like who are you going to take off the field? I think they're really good there. Um, I, I think that uh, you know you never can have enough offensive linemen. And David Bakhtiari's situation obviously is unclear. So um, if you if you add another high draft pick tackle and find Aaron Jones' successor and work him in a little bit um uh, this season, uh, I, I think you're you're where you need to be def- or, uh, offensively.
0: Last thing for you, Rob, before we let you go. The overtime rules obviously changed. We were aware of that. Tony Romo was talking about that during the broadcast. But it sounds like the 49ers players were not aware of the overtime rules. And maybe that explains the decision that Kyle Shanahan made to take the ball first in overtime. Uh, How big of an F-up is that by the Niners?
4: Yeah, I, I think there's two schools of thought there, regardless of whether they knew the rules or not. Um, you know, people say the advantage is, is to to go on defense first, right? Because then you know what you have to do, and you also sort of get an extra down, like if that makes sense. Because mm-hmm. you know, yeah, you'd Ford, have to go I, sport, absolutely on fourth down. Um, here's my whole thing on this, and a buddy of mine texted me in a group chat with a bunch of sports fans, buddies of mine. He's like, I have a problem with the overtime rules being different in the playoff, you know, the playoffs or Super Bowl than it is in the regular season. Like that to me is, uh, I think, is where maybe they need to look at. However, I understand from a player safety standpoint, I mean, that game went almost the full extra quarter, right, last mm-hmm. night. Um, the risk of injury is is, is great. Um, the one thing that I thought was kind of interesting is that they didn't really explain neither the referee. He sort of did when he said we're going to start a new game. But I think some people thought that when the, the first overtime period was ticking down, that they were in like a two minute situation and we're gonna run out of time, which I don't believe is the case. Right. right? It it's just not the case. Screen. Right. And we were talking about that. Case. Why was the clock
0: even screen. on the screen? Why do they even have that yeah. up there?
4: I said the same thing. I said, why put a clock up there? Uh, which, you know, I guess just because they need, you know, get to the end of the quarter and you gotta take commercial breaks. I guess it's probably why <laughs> they put a clock up there. Making to a pretty penny on those
0: ads. So yeah, I can't was. The,
4: I actually, when they were, when, when Bill Venner said, all right, we're gonna start a new game, and and then I, I actually was thinking to myself, God, will they even will they even put the clock up there? Um I guess you gotta have a forty second, twenty five second play clock, whatever. But um to me I, I would just rather, you know, I think it'd be easier for everybody, players included, if you just played the same rules all the time.
2: Yeah, I agree. What but they should have done is treated it like soccer and put the clock going in the other direction, <laughs>
0: right? <laughs> Why? But Just there was have no clock. clock. <laughs> yeah. if this is how clock, long it's taking. It's more yes. fun to count down than to count <laughs> wait, count up than to count down. Yes. <laughs> but I think every major sport. I never, I had never thought
4: of that one.
1: Every North American sport outside of basketball, the baseball rules between extra innings of in the regular season and postseason are different, and the same thing with hockey. Hockey rules in the postseason are different than the regular season. than than they are in the postseason. So I don't I don't think it's that uncommon. I guess I I don't have a problem with it because everybody else is doing it. It's
4: like like in golf, uh, Gabe. Every all the majors have different format. Yeah, of the
2: yeah, sure. The
4: playoff, Sometimes it's, know, it's a the sudden map. death.
2: So Three-hole,
4: hole, four-hole. So yeah. three three hole, four hole. I think the U.S. Open finally did away with the 18-hole Monday playoffs the they day did. after because that thing was always just anticlimactic.
0: Well, for the, record, Tiger
4: won it.
0: for the record, Kyle Juszczyk did say after the game, I didn't even realize the playoff rules were different in overtime. I assume you want the ball and score a touchdown and win. I guess that's not the case. I don't totally know the strategy there. We hadn't talked about it. No. So as we're
4: saying this I just got an ESPN alert on my phone that says uh, must be a story about 49ers not knowing the overtime rules so timely <laughs> stuff. Mm.
0: All right Rob listen we have really enjoyed having you on our program. I know you'll pop in here and there as the off season gets underway no. but uh great work all season long and we'll talk to you again soon.
4: Well thanks guys really appreciate it. Have a great off season.
0: Yeah uh, you too Rob. All right, we'll take a break here on Jen, Gabe, and Chewy Roll On after this. Doesn't matter what age you are, low testosterone
1: can be an issue with any guy. That's where mentality comes in. Local healthcare facilities specifically dedicated to helping men feel and perform at their very best. Look, maybe you're tired you're groggy and that's not just because you have the big game hangover today maybe that's how you feel every day. you just don't feel like yourself the way you used to that could be low testosterone and Mantality can help you with that you go in lowtusa.com book an appointment through their website get a blood panel done within a week you get your results back and if your testosterone levels are low you can get a customized testosterone treatment plan just for you from Mantality. it's not one size fits all they want to make sure that your levels are where they need to be so go to lowtusa Mentality loves treatment to fit into every guy's lifestyle. Learn more about mentality and their low testosterone treatments at lowtusa.com.
2: This is Jen, Gabe, and Chewy. He sounds like the Beatles. What, what, Anyone? This is a new one on me. I, even to I his don't interview, know. interview, the way he talks. He sounds like Paul McCartney. Ringo farted and it was horrible. It was absolutely horrible. On 94.5 ESPN. Here we go.
0: We have talked about corn dogs on this show, not today, but in the past. Corn dogs, the old Jackie. Corn dogs. Corn dogs. Got to have a stick. Apparently, that's the name of the play that won the Super Bowl. Chew. It's got to have a the stick. Corn the dogs. The oh, corn oh dog. yeah. Oh, I'm
3: sorry, this <laughs> is the exact same play as. You last like year. corn dogs? Uh,
0: I like one at the fair every year, and then I'm good. Yeah, at the fair when it's like a freshly like 100%, fried, fresh yes. dip it right but the, there.
1: But the like the corn dogs you get in the freezer and you like
0: microwave? No. No, thank
2: you.
1: No. It's too good. soggy.
0: Ketchup, I wanna, too? Didn't he mention ketchup? I, well, I, I, is the only time where I will do the combo of the ketchup and the mustard. Put it, it on the plate, and then... You're doing
3: something else with the corn dog. <laughs> no sea dogs for me.
0: <laughs> no sea dogs. You're no, out on the sea yeah, dog. No. You like the play though that Andy Reid ran.
3: Yeah, especially when you call back to back and it helps you win two Super Bowls. I cool. uh,
0: I'm seeing a lot of people though who are saying that the Chiefs are not a dynasty yet.
3: Mm. Yeah. No, they're a dynasty. <laughs> 100 no, percent.
1: Three and five. Yeah. Yeah. Three and five. And there's not a lot of teams that went back to back. Like going back to back is special, and the fact that they go to the AFC Championship game every
0: year, like that's it's a dynasty. Yeah, Uh, take that and rewind it back, if you will. Did you enjoy the halftime show? Yeah, it was. It was good. It was fun. I
1: mean, Luda was the best part.
0: Yeah. Yeah, we were trying to guess some people. I was like, "Is that Jermaine Dupri? Is that Jermaine (laughs) Jermaine Dupri?" (laughs) There There were people who were like, "Is that Kanye West? Is that?" Well, just so you know, the people at the gathering that I was at thought that Jermaine Dupri was Cisco. No. And, Cisco. And then also, yeah, Cisco was one. And then the other one was who's the one that sings uh
3: Look for I Will I I see you am.
0: driving around town with CeeLo the- Green. C. Was another person. What the hell that you guys There was know this nobody stuff. the size of CeeLo Green <laughs> oh, anywhere Big near bolt. that Not stage. Not a great endorsement for uh, Jermaine Dupree is yeah. what I'm getting at, guys. That's what. Uh, anyway, so yeah, there were there was some confusion about who was on stage. I thought it was a great show. I enjoyed it thoroughly. It was bop after bop, hit after hit. Yeah, fine. I mean. Is fine.
1: Well, again, I thought Luda was the best part. Alicia Keys was the second best part, because she's uh, fantastic. I was
3: impressed with Lil Jon. He seems to have lived quite a hard life based on his shot, <laughs> shot, shot song. He looked good. Yeah, yeah he looked He's good. in his fifth. Yeah, he's, he's saying, just doing that. Just...
0: It's like a daily regimen for him. He's like, I'm Little John. Yeah. You got to throw him back. I mean, but again, like he just has to show up for that and just be, yeah.
3: Yeah, it's great. <laughs> yeah. All
0: right. I mean, it's okay. But Gabe could clearly fill in for him. No, like, <laughs> Gabe doesn't
3: have the energy can't no. do it. No, nobody has that energy. <laughs>
0: once a year, you show up at the big events and you go, yeah, <laughs> I think you can handle it. Especially once you get that paycheck.
2: I was still hoping for Steely Dan and I didn't get it. So.
1: Sorry, bud. You're you're past the demographic they care about. Yeah. No. Wait, wait awesome till next now. year. Yeah, it's, it's not great for my generation because that's what Swift they're targeting. Taylor Swift
0: performing next year, right? Like We can lock what? that in.
1: No, right? no. no. She'll never do no. it. No. Never
0: do it? Too, no. Too small for it's her. It's free. Too, yeah, they don't pay her. Although you would think she's made enough money at this point. I'll tell you what, I'm not tipping Taylor Swift. I'll tell you that.
2: <laughs> Telling her maybe not to stand up in canoes.
0: That's your tipping joke, ladies and gentlemen.
3: <laughs> Will
0: attack? Do you see how he turned the music up to drop you off?
3: Get me out of okay, here. <Yes>.